The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. It's been a busy few weeks in our lectionary texts here at church. First, Jesus sends the apostles out to teach and heal in his name, instructing them not to pack much more than what is literally on their backs. Then last week, we heard about the political maneuvering within King Herod's own family that resulted in the death of John the Baptist. And today, our gospel narrative continues the thread of these stories, as disconnected as they may seem. We don't know how long the apostles were out there on the road, but our gospel begins with their return. And I imagine that they had much to share as they gathered together around Jesus and began recounting all of their stories and experiences from their time on the road. Although it doesn't sound like they had much privacy for their storytelling. In fact, so many people were coming and going that they didn't even have a quiet moment to eat. Not the smoothest re-entry into their lives with Jesus. Of course, re-entry is often the hardest part of an experience. Take space travel, for example. Re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere is one of the riskiest parts of any mission to outer space. Re-entry after global service or a mission trip can also be extremely difficult. Just ask any of our youth or adult leaders, who, a few who happen to be here today, about how awake and refreshed they feel after a week on the road. Re-entry for all of us following a global pandemic is something we're all figuring out how to do right now. Returning to a world that in many ways is exactly the same as it was pre-COVID, and in many ways the furthest thing from it. Which is why Jesus, recognizing that perhaps his and his disciples' lives are all a bit too much at the moment, says, come away to a deserted place and rest. Jesus is inviting them to a relaxing spa weekend to put their dusty feet up, debrief all that they've seen and encountered with people who will really get it, to 
take a nap, maybe get a massage, just take a break. Except Jesus has a pretty devoted fan base at this point, and when they see that he and the apostles are literally heading for the hills for some peace and quiet, run ahead to get there first. Can you imagine being sent out two by two to preach and teach and cast out demons when you receive word that John the Baptist, the long-standing prophet paving the way for the Messiah, has been killed by authorities? And when you return safely alive to Jesus, he notes your need for rest, but only to have that rest interrupted again by the crowds? This is why Jesus is Jesus and not me, because I might have a whole lot of other feelings for that crowd rushing ahead to meet me on the, on the shore of the lake, but probably not a whole lot of compassion. Spa weekend ruined? How about resentment and bitterness, plus a healthy dose of disappointment, and oh yes, just that overwhelming sense of exhaustion and fatigue, right? How does Jesus do it? How does he respond to the crowd with compassion? Or maybe not how, but why? Jesus perceives the people to be like sheep in need of a shepherd. A shepherd who will protect them, attend to them, care for them. A a shepherd who will save his sheep save his people, no matter the cost. God puts everything aside for us. And I can't believe that God would choose me over an all-inclusive weekend at the spa, but God does. God chooses me, chooses you, chooses us, time and time again, responding to our needs with compassion. God sees our suffering, our tired feet. God hears our cries, our appeal for rest. God understands our intense need for healing and wholeness. And God responds to us with compassion, with love. It doesn't mean God will automatically fix everything we want fixed. As the Rolling Stones famously sang, we can't always get what we want, even from God, especially from God. But God has given us something far greater than that. God is willing to be with us wherever we are, in the valleys, on the mountaintops, in our homes, in our hearts, in our places of worship, and in our places of retreat. God cares for us so deeply that he sent his only son, Jesus, to dwell on earth in human form, to fully understand and share our earthly joy right alongside our earthly sorrow and pain. Our God gets it, gets us, has compassion for us, loves us just as we are. And bless the apostles because they roll with it. They adapt their plans. They stand right up to serve alongside Jesus despite their weary feet and their uncertainty about the future. Will Herod be coming after them next? How will they ever meet the demands of this huge crowd? Where will they be going next? 
Mark's gospel runs like a fast-paced, best-selling novel where the characters run from exotic locale right after the other, traveling by helicopter or speedboat or a high-speed train without ever getting a chance to eat or change their clothes. Have you ever read a book or watched a movie like that and found yourself wondering, my goodness, when do they ever get to go to the bathroom? I... Sometimes our lives feel like that too. We rush from place to place, adapt our plans on the fly, and maybe have too many days when we don't even get a quiet moment to eat, to take a breath. Did, this, did the disciples ever get their quiet time away? We don't know. But what we do know is that in the midst of our frenetic lives, in the chaos of re-entry and the uncertainty of what will come next, God sees us, comes to us, travels to us, and invites us to draw close enough to just touch the fringe of his cloak, to believe that this is a shepherd, a king who will watch over us, protect us, heal us, and love us. That's the rest that I need. That's the rest I have that we all have, the assurance that wherever I am, whatever I'm feeling, God sees me, God draws me close, and God will never let me go. Amen.